0: If you lost survivor and you're feeling down, David and Jessica will turn it around. They'll break down the rules and they'll show you how. You played yourself and got voted out. This is why Blank lost. And this is why Blank lost. Ooh, baby, this is why Blank lost. Welcome to this week's edition of Why Blank Lost. I'm David Bloomberg, and with me, as always, is Adam Klein's close and very secret ally from Millennials versus Gen X, my co-host, Jessica Lewis.
1: That's right. Super secret. Nobody knew about it, not even the fans. It still makes me sad to this day that it wasn't aired. But yes, Adam Klein, unfortunately, we will be discussing today. And he's someone who's very near and dear to my heart, for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, I have just one thing to say right now. Winners at war, hungry for more, you better be ready, they're coming for you. Oh it's broken, I Jessica.
1: didn't know you were going to sing today. That's amazing. Oh my God, that was great. I don't, it wasn't as good as your rapping, though. I have to say, your rapping was was wet. (laughs) You grabbed the microphone and everything. (laughs) I I figured
0: since people watching the video don't get to hear the Uh, normal theme song, you know, the whole bit about how the player better be ready, we're coming for you, would kind of make a good alternative theme song for us.
1: For sure. Yeah. And I do find it hysterical that the song has gotten so much just hatred honestly like i think it's kind of catchy i like it. it it it's enjoyable like it's different it's not like the regular tribal council music we hear and it's it's kind of i don't know there's something about it there's a little smoky and it it, it ha- and people seem to hate it i don't know i thought i think it sounds cool my daughter hates it she's like oh my god that song and yeah. i think it's great i enjoy it
0: well what i didn't realize until i did the rewatch was jeff probst at the challenge says winners at war you know, uh, you gotta be hungry for more or something like that. You'd better be ready. And then the lyrics come out right after that. And it's yeah. like, so they're echoing what he just said.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Well, he was the one who came up with that whole song to begin with anyway, right. which I think is great. But yeah, I, it's quite funny that there's such a divide. Like people hate it or I think they like it. I think it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> now it's even better. Cause David Bloomberg just busted out with it. <laughs>
0: I don't know if better is the word I would necessarily use, but Yeah. You know. Oh, that's
1: incredible. Now you need to figure out how to wrap it and then the next time you can wrap right. the song.
0: That's right. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Who okay. knows? There could be a rap version on the the next episode.
1: That's true. There might be. I thought it was interesting. The it was the song was being discussed. Um Liana was talking about how maybe I think it was Liana, um, it might have been Mike, but that maybe there's like we're hearing they snippets of the song. Well, I care over who said it. Who came first, right? What came first? Uh, but how there's like snippets of the song that we're learning in each episode and like by the end we'll have the whole version, which I thought was really fascinating. I'm like, maybe that's what they're doing. So by the end there'll be a released Survivor Winners at War song.
0: Yes. Yeah, he'll just release it it as a as a single. Um, (laughs) you know, at the end of the season. (laughs) We'll finally know all the lyrics.
1: Oh, it's so good. That was great. Thank you for that, David.
0: Yes. Sure. Sure. Uh, now, getting back to our normal programming for the past couple of weeks, we were able to claim some sort of partial credit each in terms of our predictions. But this week, we returned to normal and got pretty much nothing right uh, yeah. I was I mean, at
1: least in the running I was in the running
0: I mean I was right that it wasn 't Nick or Michelle, so I can <laughs> claim a teensy bit of credit, a little teensy <laughs> bit, but nowhere near right in terms of what I actually thought you know would happen to mm-hmm. Adam uh, because last week I had this long explanation about how I felt like Adam was getting the zero vote finalist edit. Um, mm-hmm. Also, so much for those who thought he was getting a winner's edit. We were all wrong together.
1: Ah, Edge of Extinction.
0: He's not Maybe he comes back. 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 He, he's not just, getting the edit for coming back from Edge of Extinction. Just,
1: I'm just saying, you know, know that, that, that throws a wrench in the works every time.
0: Yes, I know, but I'm ignoring that wrench.
1: Okay, alright. So. We'll ignore that then. Now, often at this point in the
0: podcast, I'll quote something that Jeff Probst said in a post-episode interview and talk about why I disagree with him uh, that people have come to expect. But not this week, because Jeff said, I love Adam's enthusiasm. He has an admirable quality in his ability to not self-judge. He does what he thinks he needs to do in the moment, whether it's lie, cry, or try to grab what he thinks is an immunity idol from the podium at Tribal." And I agree with all of that. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about those things, but It's clear that Adam was having a blast out there, or at least trying to when other people weren't standing in his way of having fun.
1: For sure. And that's the one thing that I really can appreciate so much about Adam is that he's there to play the game, and he's there to play the game with every ounce of his being. And he did that in Millennials versus Gen X. I just feel like you didn't see as much of it because of the group of people that he was playing with then is much different than the group that he's playing with now. I mean I think the group now is kind of a a more quiet group because they're they're well seasoned. They've done this before. They kind of know the ins and outs and not that Adam doesn't, but he's a newbie if you will and one of the more newer winners. And so he presents himself differently. And so I do think that that's something we can all appreciate and love about Adam is that he is a super fan and he lets you know that he's a super fan while he's playing this game and he's playing this game with every ounce of himself, And I just really, I, I loved that about him when I played with him. I loved it about him watching this season. So, yeah, we have a lot to discuss with Adam.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Adam may be a friend but when it comes to this podcast. We will not let our emotions control us. In other words, mm-hmm. Adam, you'd better be ready. We're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> At least in terms of preparing his gameplay this season to the rules I originally wrote way back after season one have been modifying ever since. Uh, As always, we'll look at all the non-spoiler information available to us from what we saw on TV, CBS All Access Clips, and social media. Uh, The latest version of the rules still available at RobHasWebsite.com slash blog slash Survivor Rules. Or you can get the shorter and much more colorful version in poster form. Um, Yes. And that is at tinyurl.com slash Poster 2 We also want to announce that just as Rob is donating to an organization that provides protective equipment for doctors and nurses. Uh, we will also be donating a portion of the proceeds for every poster we sell in April to the same charity. Uh, so go ahead and uh, you can order that poster. And like I said, we will we will put it into that, that charity fund.
1: Yes, and please order because obviously that's for a great cause. And it's a great poster. As you can see, I have a version behind me here. And if you live outside of the United States, I know I say this every time, but I want people to know we still have individuals ordering from outside of the United States. I just sent one to Ireland the other day. Wow. So feel free to contact me. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. So feel free to contact me and I will make the arrangements to get it out to you. Shipping, obviously more expensive, but we can make it happen. So please order. And again, we are donating the proceeds. So it's for an incredible cause. So don't hesitate. Now's the time.
0: So the one, the one, the one going to Ireland... Did we have to uh, adjust the the letters on it to make it, you know, with an Irish accent?
1: <laughs> I wish we could; that'd be incredible. But no, <laughs> it went as is.
0: Yeah. Now, in addition to the poster, we do also have another way to get the rules, uh, so you could always have them with you. And we've mentioned them a couple times, and that's T-shirt form. Uh, just go to Rob Has a Podcast merchandise store to get it. Uh, both RobhasaWebsite.com and Robhasapodcast.com have a link to the merch. Store uh, near the top. Uh, You can sort the store so the new items are first and the shirts will be right there. In fact, I believe that when you open the store, it defaults to best selling on top. And these shirts have been on top in that view as well. Uh, So we have both men's and women's T-shirts available.
1: Very exciting. Good stuff.
0: Um, All right. We'll discuss why Adam was voted out in a couple minutes. But first, I wanted to discuss the question of whether it was a live tribal council. We've talked before many times about how rare those actually are. And this is another case where I feel like people had settled on Adam before tribal council. So while tribal council may have seemed as chaotic as it was at camp beforehand, I, I think it was just basically people reassuring each other that the plan was still the plan. Mm. I, I don't think everyone just decided at tribal council to vote Adam. The plan was already there. Everyone carried it out with, of course, a couple of backup votes for Nick, just in case. But that wasn't something they came up with on the fly. They had the plan in place. They were all still a little jittery, so they just needed to whisper to each other. And like Jeremy said, I'm not changing my vote.
1: Well, and Jeremy said that at the last Tribal Council, and I'm glad that you brought that up because that was where I was going to go with this as well, is that that is something we saw him before be questioned about. Are you changing your vote? And he said no. And and I do think that Jeremy has been kind of this voice of reason this season. He's he seems to be the person that everybody is going to. I loved this episode, especially watching him sit on the bench and everybody come to Jeremy and keep talking to Jeremy yes he was totally just lounging there listening to everybody come to him with names he didn't mention people's names other people mentioned names to him and then that kind of caused you know the the ball roll in that direction then they'd come back to him so I do feel like Jeremy is someone that we can kind of look to for guidance in that regard and I think that By him saying last week, I'm not changing my vote, we know that Jeremy is not going into Tribal Council planning to change his vote either, regardless of the craziness that's happening. I do think that a lot of that was ramped up because of Adam during Tribal Council. I think that Adam was getting people going a little bit, and uh, he was part of the whispering. But I do think that there was kind of a snowball effect happening where it was just like one person started talking and somebody else starts whispering and then Adam's trying to pay attention. So I just feel like it's one of those situations where kind of everybody's doing it. So we might as well just talk about it. And then they all just kind of settled back to where they were initially.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is one thing. I mean, I know lots of people don't like the whispering because you can't follow what's going on. I know that uh, I think that Jeff Probst does like the whispering because you can't follow what's going on and (laughs) it's more exciting. But one thing that I noticed was it was distracting. Adam was trying to answer a question from Jeff and mm-hmm. he didn't, he didn't want to answer cause he kept looking over like what, what's going on over there? Why, why, you know? Right. Um, and I, I do think that part is distracting.
1: Oh, and but... I will say this. Oh, go ahead. No, I'll, no, I'll no, add. go ahead. Go ahead. Well, what I think is frustrating about the whispering is that yes, it is distracting, but I also feel like it's taken away some of the. Hmm. <sighs> I want I, I want to say scariness of tribal council. And I say that from someone who went to tribal council, you're like before you're going to tribal council, you're very much locked into this. You cannot speak to each other because they have you on like lockdown. So there's no communicating with anybody before you go to tribal council. And once you get into those seats, there was this sense of we don't own tribal council. And that was how I felt. And I feel like everyone who was there kind of felt the same way. We didn't know what we were allowed to do, not allowed to do. I even asked Jeff Propes if I could drink my water during tribal council because I didn't know what I could and couldn't do. And he was like, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. You can, you can drink your water. But I feel like now there's a comfort level that never existed at tribal council where people, I mean, you saw Adam get up, go over and like kneel down and talk to someone and then talk to Jeff Propes from where he was kneeling down. And that's something that I feel like is still new and people are still acclimating themselves to it because that was never tribal council. You know, tribal council was something that Jeff Propes controlled. He would ask the questions, people would answer questions. Occasionally there would be some back and forth between people, but very, very minimal. Now it's like off the hook because everybody I think feels very comfortable in that space. And even the jury members are commenting more and saying things and that's something that you didn't see happening before as well. So I, I just, I feel like, not that it's out of control, but I, I feel like someone's got to rein it in a little bit.
0: Yeah, I did think that Wendell was going to join in the conversation at one point. Someone said, yeah. well, at the last one, and he's like, yeah! You know, like, it <laughs> no. looked like he was getting ready to jump in. And I'm like, well, yep. Wendell's never been on a jury before, so he, you know. But, mm-hmm. like, no, you you can't do that. Sure. You know?
1: <laughs> it's weird. It's definitely weird. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so. All right, well, let's move on to the rules. I did have one more thing I wanted to show people, but uh, unfortunately, I, can't, I lost it on my phone here. It was a, a great picture of Adam when we had uh, gotten together in uh, Boston, I believe it was. Um, but that, my phone suddenly decided to lose that photo. And I think your, your phone <laughs> lost a photo also. Uh, this, this is, you know, podcasting without editing here. Uh, I know,
1: there's no um, editing
0: you know, your phone lost the photo of, uh, him with, uh, meeting his idol. Yes.
1: Yeah, so when we were in Florida a few years back for the first hearts reality. So this is like a big deal for all of us. Gen X or some millennials because we'd never been to hearts reality before and Boston Rob happened to be going to this one. So of course all of us are losing our minds because we've never met him before. And I met him and it was incredible. And I was, With Adam, when Adam met Boston Rob for the first time. So here's super duper fan Adam Klein meeting Boston Rob for the first time. He asks my husband to take their picture together. So what do I do? I like jump in the back and I'm like, hey, I like totally photobombed the picture of he and Boston Rob. And I don't think Adam appreciated it very much because here's his picture with his idol and Jessica's head popping in the back. So he had to figure out how to like prop me out
0: you couldn't just take a second picture, but Rob wouldn't let you
1: No, Here's the problem. I love my husband dearly, but when you ask him to take photos, he's not one of those people that's like, you know, takes photos until to make sure you get like, he will take him. Okay. And then you're like, no, do another one just in case. And that's probably what happened is that there was like, you know, it was there was your shot. It was over. And uh, and I did feel bad. So sorry.
0: That's probably what caused his alliance with uh, Rob to fall apart.
1: That's exactly you know, it. They,
0: they remembered that, and they said, "If only we had that picture together, right, without, without Jessica." You know, <laughs> probably yeah, so,
1: what happened. Prob- I'm sure it was. I'm yeah. sure that's what they're all thinking.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the rules. Uh, Adam has been playing this game hard since the moment he got onto the island. He's certainly been fun to watch, at least for us. Uh, but that doesn't generally get you further in the game. If anything, it can often have the reverse effect. Is that what happened to Adam, or is the story more complicated? It's time to figure out why Adam lost. First rule, of course, uh, talks about the need to scheme and plot. And just literally a couple seconds ago, I said that Adam was playing the game hard since the moment he got onto the island. So I kind of already answered the question about whether he's been doing this. Adam was in danger from the very first episode, but managed to wriggle his way out of it, in part by throwing the target elsewhere. Uh, specifically onto existing relationships like Natalie and Jeremy. And of course, Robin Amber's marriage. Mm
1: -hmm. He uh, he
0: also immediately formed an alliance with Denise trying to become her new Malcolm. Uh, and, And he worked with Ben as well. There's no doubt he was in the mix from the start.
1: Oh, for sure. And I really have a lot of respect for his ability to play with people who he idolized really. I mean, these were people that he only dreamed of playing with as you know, as a younger child and now here he is as he talked about in one of his interviews as like playing the super bowl with like your favorite players you know so the fact that he was going toe to toe with them right away and calling Boston Rob out and calling people out on having these relationships with each other i really think was it was that was a ballsy move i'm going to say it because you have people who are very good at this game clearly They've played multiple times, they're winners, they know how to strategize, they know how to play this game, and not that Adam doesn't, but I do think that there was kind of a star effect happening with some individuals who were playing, and they lost the ability to really combat that. Whereas Adam was like, I'm going to step up and I'm going to play against that, and I'm going to call them out on it. And I think that's really impressive, because I, I do think that newer players weren't able to do it like Adam did it. And I'm not saying it was it was all great, but at least Adam was willing to try.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I mentioned that he was in it from the start, but by the time he got to this vote, I don't think he was nearly as much in it. Oh, yeah. You know, Kim, Kim and company had a meeting and she described that Nick, Adam, and Michelle were outcasts from the main group. That means the three people Adam was with on the swap tribe and his original ally Denise were all in that group but he was out which is a bit telling you know he was scheming and plotting but it wasn't getting him into the solid group sure he wasn't the initial target at least somewhat thanks to Ben taking his name off the table but he was in the top 3 people on the chopping block even before the craziness happened
1: yes and i do think that we've seen that week to week with adam where not that he was always the vote, but he was always being contemplated as the vote. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a, if we need to vote someone, we can vote Adam. And I think that that just goes to show that he wasn't as close with anybody as he really wanted to be. I know that he went into this game saying that he wanted to form relationships and be friends with people, but also find people that he can trust. And I just don't know if he ever really reached the level like he did in Millennials versus Gen X with people. Where I feel in my season with Adam, he really did form very strong bonds with people that helped him, you know, through the game. And he helped that person through the game. But I think here, he just for whatever reason, I don't know if it it was too aggressive, if they just felt like they didn't need to form that bond with Adam. Maybe he was coming across as a little too um, crazy at times. And so they were a little scared to get too close to Adam. just to hear Denise comment that Adam would, she would have been the ripple effect and she was okay. If Adam went home, just, I think speaks volumes of, of how people were willing to take that relationship and set it aside. And, and I feel like that's just, it's unfortunate for Adam that he wasn't able to really form a bond with someone like he was hoping he could do.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think he tried in many cases. Mm -hmm. I think that's why we saw him talking to Ethan, talking to Rob. Uh, You know, he was trying with, with Ben trying with Denise it's just it, it never took and yeah. I, i'm not saying he wasn't still good at what i would call instantaneous scheming uh because he did temporarily get everyone to agree on voting out Sarah uh until Tyson and others flipped it right. it's just that by that point he he didn't ha- seem to have like you said those solid long-term allies to protect him
1: i think that there might have been this idea to that maybe, maybe he's trying too hard to be their friend. I don't know if you've ever interacted with someone where there there really seems to be this desire to want to form a relationship with you or hang out with you or do whatever. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can get a little bit trying. And I feel like this group of people, there's so many of them that wanted to kind of take a step back and go slow. And kind of let the game unfold. There's a lot of hesitancy we're seeing this season with people wanting to put a name out there, with people wanting to really scheme and plot loudly. And I feel like Adam was willing to do it loudly, and whereas other people didn't necessarily want to play that type of game. So perhaps that was why people shied away from him, because he was the most vocal and he was the one that was willing to stir the pot and talk to people and throw your secrets out for the other group to find. And I feel like that might be a concern, you know, in a group like Mm -hmm. this where they want to be able to win, they want to have a resume, but they also, they don't need somebody over here shining a light or holding up a poster like, Hey, this is what's happening. So I feel like, right. Exactly. So I feel like maybe that was part Mm -hmm. of Adam's problem is that he was just too vocal about the game that he wanted to play and too out there and people were seeing it.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was, okay until he wasn't you know and and i think you've you you're you're pushing us towards where we need to go next which is into the second rule and and this one's going to be a bit of a doozy here because the second rule says not to scheme and plot too much or too openly or to backstab too soon and to quote adam from this episode he's playing with so much
1: fire please don't (laughs) let it burn him
0: yeah. The hands were really yes. aggressive
1: in that scene too It was very uh, Yes. Yeah.
0: Um you know unfortunately it pretty well burned him to a crisp.
1: Yeah. It did. It really did. And this is this is this is the, this struggle with Adam. And this is why I think so many people are struggling with Adam because you want to have so much respect for his desire to play this game. And I do. And I know that a lot of people do, but then at the same time, you see those cringy moments where you're like, Oh, but just rein it in a little bit. Like, you know, don't do this yet. Like let's pull back. And I feel like that's where a lot of the, the pull is happening with the, the camps, you know, the Adam camps of, of how he was doing on this particular season, because there is so much of that happening. You're like, yes, he's playing the game, but Oh my God, what is he doing? You know, it's (laughs) like, there's, it's like, He's gone a little too far sometimes, and I do think that this is really this is what caused a, a lot of his his downfall. Really, I really think that's where it came from.
0: Yeah, I mean, right from the get go, when he made that alliance with Denise, they also spent too much time away from the others. Yes, mm-hmm. they got lost, but they never should have put themselves in a position like that. And Adam was more likely to get the brunt of the criticism there than Denise because Adam came into the game with the with his reputation as a big gamer. Then Adam continued making himself look like too much of a schemer by, as I said already, telling both Ethan and Rob about Parvity Plan. And you know, it's he was just overestimating how loyal those two would be to him. Uh, as he said, I just did everything that you're not supposed to do in Survivor, and I had the hubris to think that I could get away with it. And then he added, I was playing all sides, and unfortunately everybody knows it. Of course he also said I was just castrated in front of everybody. Plus there's the ever popular. I pooped my pants tonight. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. And this episode, his heart was beating out of his chest. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of things happening with Adam, but I think I really do think that, that this is just, this is the, the difference in the dynamic that you have playing with a group like this. And I know I've already talked about the fact that you have all winners and people who've played this game before. And I do feel like, People like Boston Rob and Poverty and Ethan were all playing a much different calm game by comparison. And and I do think that Adam's approach was just too aggressive for the game that they wanted to play. And I and I don't know if it's because of this old school versus new school kind of camp, but I think that Adam's desire to play this type of game might have worked on like my season when you're playing with new people who are still trying to figure out all the nuances of this and how, and how does this going to play out and what are we going to do? And Adam, he did well in that environment with people who were new to this game, but now he's playing with people who are not. And, and I do think that when you're playing with people who are so seasoned, as I've said, I think taking a step back, taking a deep breath would have been a, a better move for him to do. He really did put so much stock in the loyalty. He thought that he and Boston Rob had, but forgot about the loyalty that Boston Rob would have to poverty or Ethan because those are people that know each other. They've known each other for a long time and they come from that old school mentality. So it was almost like he was very dismissive of, well, that relationship's not going to mean as much as the relationship I have with him, even though it's a new relationship and we just formed it and we're playing survivor. And this is Boston Rob, for God's sakes. So there's just things that he was missing that I feel like should have been a little more obvious.
0: Yeah. And, I don't think it was necessarily an old school versus new school thing because yeah, he was in damage control mode multiple times in his original tribe with both Mm -hmm. the old schoolers and the new schoolers. Then he had to do it again in the swap tribe, you know, like when he was convinced they were lying to him about Sarah having an idol. And then he got mad because he had to do damage control, even though he felt like he was the one who had been wronged, but Mm -hmm. he knows he shouldn't have been pushing, you know, that point so hard and. And then we also have the situation where Adam got nailed for mentioning Ben's name and then unconvincingly lied about it when Ben grilled him. The mm-hmm. thing is, I don't think Adam was trying to throw Ben under the bus; he was trying to do that to Sarah by saying she was too close to Ben, so his best answer to Ben would have probably been to be more honest and say, "Yeah, I mentioned you, but not as the target, just as a part of the overall discussion about Sarah I mean it wouldn't have been a great answer but It couldn't have been any worse than what ended up happening.
1: Yes. And I do think that in situations like that, we've talked about it. If someone comes up to you and says, hey, do you want to work with me? Do you want to be in a -hmm. a group with me? You always say yes. And I feel like this is one of those conversations where Adam's answer made him more suspicious or more suspect by Ben because he wasn't giving him an answer. And it would have probably been beneficial to Adam to say, I was more focused on Sarah. I wasn't focused Mm -hmm. on you. As opposed to I don't want to throw somebody under the bus, because at that point, I think I think Ben was in the right to be like, "Ah, you know what, then I'm walking away because clearly you did. You said my name. You don't want to tell me. All right, fine. And I do think that that type of response, it only caused more of a concern for Ben, who is then talking to other people like Jeremy and Tyson and and Tony and 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 all of the circular conversations that are going on. But I do think that we need to give some props to Tyson because Tyson Mm -hmm. really is the one that spun the Adam name out there because of Adam's approach. So we probably should go down that path, too.
0: Yeah, I I mean, we will. And, you know, we'll we'll talk about Tyson when and if he loses or wins, uh, loses again or wins. Um, But, you know, right now, I think that things were were piling up against Adam throughout the episode and it's mm-hmm. not just that he was doing too much scheming and plotting it's like you mentioned the chaos that he was causing yes and oh yeah tyson yeah tyson and nick they seemed to be happy about the chaos and confusion but they were both managing to stay more kind of in the eye of the chaos storm you talked about the circular thing going it was it was a big storm they stayed in the middle adam was in the midst of the swirling winds yes, sending and he didn't people need around to be. and around right and yeah. You know, generally, players want their plans to be straightforward. They don't want 15 names thrown around just before tribal council. And I don't say that as an exaggeration, even though there aren't 15 players left, because some names were out there several times. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. you know. The point is that if there are that many names out there, the spinning wheel could land on you as a player and nobody wants that. So, OK, go after the person who's causing the chaos.
1: Yes. And I do think that that was a misstep for Adam. That they there was a plan in place. It was going to be Nick or Michelle, which is not him. And then for whatever reason, this conversation occurred on the Jeremy bench. And it was now he wants Sarah to go home. Yes. (laughs) And I think that that was that was a misstep for Adam for a couple of reasons. He doesn't have a really good relationship with the people who he was sitting on that bench with, which I think was Jeremy and Tyson. I think, or it could have been Tony and Tyson, but, um, but Tyson obviously was definitely sitting there. And if you don't necessarily have as much of a strong bond, this is a group of people who we have heard again, and I've already said it. Nobody wants to put a name out. Nobody wants Mm -hmm. to say it. Everyone's being very careful. And the people who are mentioning names, those are the people that are becoming the targets. And so here we had Adam saying Sarah's name, and then all of a sudden Tyson used that to just add to the, to the swirlingness that was occurring. Whereas if Adam hadn't said anything, maybe his name would have never been mentioned. So right. I do think that it would have been better for Adam to say, you know what, I'm kind of on the outs here. Anybody but me works right now because there are so many people here that don't want to play this game with me, and I need to try to ingratiate myself back into this group. This is how I can do it. I can help them vote Nick or Michelle out and then we're good. And then I've got to get through the next, you know, tribal council. But instead, he decided that he wanted to continue to strategize and I think overstepped and said Sarah's name, which then just brought it right back to him instead.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it didn't help that he lost perhaps the one defender that he had left in Ben. You know, in in tribal council, Adam called out Ben saying that, you know, Adam was in danger because Ben was telling people that he was causing chaos in the Yara camp and was not to be trusted. And Ben, of course, replied that Adam had been causing chaos in the Yara camp. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, as I said earlier, I think the decision was already made by then. But it just highlighted that Adam had overdone his scheming to the point that he just lost the trust of even 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 his spouse, uh, Ben, his survivor spouse, Ben.
1: I know they really did break up in front of everyone. It was yeah. incredible. It was one of those that awkward was a great moments, moment. you know. No, it was so much fun. I think, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a lot happening, but the fact that those two were just going at it with each other right. and everything else was happening around them. And then he called him, he called Ben sensitive. It was just really, it was.
0: Yes. truly. How many times did you have to, to apologize? That's because you're too sensitive. <laughs>
1: So it was well, but I, but also I again want to give Adam props for having the ability to stand up a tribal council and have that conversation. You know, and talk to Ben like that and say the things that he was saying in front of the jury and I won't jump ahead, but I'm just I ah, I think good. that I'm see I'm going to stop myself. But no, I do want to give him props for at least doing that, because, again, Tribal Council, I feel like, has this effect on people that you don't feel like you can just have this open dialogue and this conversation with someone who is not Jeff Probst. And Adam was having a full on conversation with Ben while everything else was going on. So at least he was willing to fight and he was willing to fight until the very, very end. He didn't stop fighting. So yeah. good, good for him for doing that.
0: Yeah. Now we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. We're back, so let's get back to the show.
1: All right. Well, I think we
0: can move on to the third rule. I think we've uh, done a good job of uh, beating beating this one here. Uh hopefully hopefully uh Adam was ready. Uh <laughs> I, I so if think we don't, he would better be ready. Yeah, um, <laughs> so uh yeah, so moving on to the third rule. Yeah it talks about being flexible and back in episode 3 adam talked about how he thought rob needed to adapt and well be more flexible uh as we discussed in why rob lost adam was right about that but how do you think adam did here
1: well i have to say he was great at this because of his willingness to go against his group and go to bus rob and say hey rob this is the plan i and and bring him into the fold and we we're going to vote out your number two thinking that there was going to be some ability or some desire that Boston Rob was going to be like, yes, I'm going to work with Adam. So Adam, I think, was trying to keep his options open. And, and he talked about it in the Tribal Council that he was loyal to Rob and that's why he was doing that. So I feel like he was trying to look at all avenues at that point. And that's why he was willing to do what he did. He was taking a risk. But he was being flexible by taking that risk because he was willing to go against his group, even though it wasn't necessarily the right choice. But if it had worked, it could have been great. And I think that that's a lot of what Adam did. There's this idea of if it had worked, it would have been great. And I think that's one of those things that if it had worked, it would have been great. So I do think that he was very willing to look at all of the options. And we just talked about it, his willingness to talk about voting out Sarah, even though there was already a decision made that it would be Michelle or Nick. And all of a sudden he's like, well, what about Sarah? So he didn't really seem to be locking himself into any one group or any one idea. It was really kind of anything that he thought could pull off this move or something that would work for him. He was willing to try.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, by not locking himself in more, um, that may have been why he couldn't get those people to stay loyal to him as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, and I look back at our, at our notes for the preview and I believe that you had talked about how loyalty was such a, a big part of yes. his game. Um, so, I mean, I, I do think that Adam was pretty flexible at times here. I just think that he lost the ability to have that flexibility as the game went on because of everything we just discussed in the second rule. One mm-hmm. by one, it seems his options removed themselves from the picture.
1: Yes, and I do think that that is a a much different Adam that we saw. Is that I mean he was so loyal in Millennials versus Gen X that we went to rocks. I mean that's how yeah. loyal he was, and that's how loyal we all were to each other at that point because we knew that was what was going to get us to the end. We needed we needed the people that were loyal to us at that point because there was such a divide. And he unfortunately didn't have any of that loyalty built into this season. And I was really hoping he would find that with Denise. And for whatever reason, that didn't really pan out. And, you know, he tried to form that loyalty with Boston Rob, and clearly that didn't pan out. So I think he was trying to get there, but the mechanism in which he was using to get there, just it wasn't working for him. And I do think it was because there was this, messiness about him you know where it was just a little kind of all over the place and so people weren't sure if they could really trust him as much as they wanted to
0: right right all right uh going to the fourth rule it tells players not to let their emotions control them we certainly saw adam go through a wide range of emotional states uh but i don't think he generally allowed any of them to change his plans do you
1: i don't think so i mean he was he's clearly He's been called the King of Confessionals, right, so I get to see a lot of a lot of ranges of of Adam here, which I really do appreciate, but yeah, I think that Adam is very structured in why he wants to do things, and I don't think it's emotional. I do think that he's looking at the game and trying to be strategic and trying to determine how is this going to better my game and how is this going to further my game and that's where his mindset is. It's not about wanting to necessarily be friends, it's not about. I want this person to like me. I do think that Adam could have gotten caught up in the stardom like we saw happen with Ben when Ben was talking to Boston Rob and all of a sudden he was like, okay, I'm going to tell you everything. But it was a different response where I think Adam was trying to control that and I feel like other people weren't controlling it. I think Adam was. I think Adam went to play a game and that's what he was doing was just playing really hard.
0: Yeah. 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 Now, the the one time I I do think emotions might have come into play was in relation to him. What he said after being voted out, the thought that there was a, an idol at Tribal allowed me to play more aggressively than I should have, and it cost me.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: you know, did he convince himself that there was an idol, which would have been a belief rather than a fact, kind of an emotional belief, and did that belief make him play differently than he otherwise would have? The answer to that might be yes, but then we have. Kind of a follow up question of whether it mattered. If he didn't believe that there was an idol at tribal council, do we really think he would have sat back and not played the same way? I mean, I don't think so. Like you were saying earlier, there was no need for him to get in the midst of things and start Mm -hmm. throwing out names. Did that happen because he was convinced there was an idol there? Or is that really just him kind of thinking back about it? Because the way he played up to that point, I think he would have been in the middle anyway. And Mm -hmm. I I just don't see any reason he would have played differently, whether the podium was an idol or not.
1: I do think, though, that perhaps he was talking more about tribal council as opposed to the lead up to tribal council, because tribal council did become emotional, I think, for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I mean, we saw the breakup we already talked about between Ben and Adam. and, And I do think that there was strategy involved in the things that Adam was saying. But I also think that Adam probably felt a little more comfortable to say things in the manner in which he was saying them and be a little more forward because in his head, he thought that's an idol. And if that's an idol, then I'm just going to blow this all up. And I and so I do think that perhaps there was some emotional component once they were actually at tribal council, because he's I mean, let's let's face it. He's been paranoid quite a bit. Right. He's gone to so it's not
0: paranoia if they really are all out to get you.
1: Well, and that's true. But like he went to Sophie and he was like, Sophie, I feel like it's me. And he's done that multiple times. And that is an Adam that I also did play with. And I saw him do the same thing. But paranoia runs through everybody when you play Survivor. You always think that, oh, my God, it's me tonight. And so that's not strange for him to have felt that way. But if you can walk into tribal council and know that there's that you're not going home because you're immune or because, you know, you're a lock with your with your alliance. You have a different feeling about it when right. you walk in. And I feel like perhaps Adam walked in with that feeling thinking, well, whatever happens, even if it is me, I'm going to play that idol. And then it doesn't matter. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And if that was what he meant, that he was freer in tribal council, then we go back to the discussion we had you know, much earlier in the podcast of the decision was made anyway. So it didn't matter. It didn't end up hurting him in that case.
1: Right. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: So, all right. The fifth rule is all about the social game and reminds players to pretend to be nice. You know Adam uh, pretty well. So do you think that uh, he did a good job here?
1: I think he did because even though Adam frustrated people, you need to go back and look at some of the comments that people made about Adam. Uh, Boston Rob talked about how he was incredibly smart. People know they talked about him strategizing and there was a willingness for people to create relationships with Adam. And, you know, Sophie clearly was kind of taking him under her wing for a bit. So I do think that he was able to get himself in a place where he was talking to people and he was having conversations with people. And I think people genuinely liked Adam, but I do think that it was just his gameplay that kind of put him over the top a little bit. So I don't think it's a matter of him having to pretend. I honestly feel like Adam should have held back a little bit just because everyone knew Adam to be a super duper fan and everybody knew Adam to be very into survivor. And that might have caused some of his issues with this group of people because they all knew Adam to be that person. And then when he comes into the game playing very aggressively and playing very forward, that kind of feeds into that super duper fandom. And, you know, maybe it, it, turn people off a little bit you know maybe they were a little it was a little too much for them i i don't
0: know yeah i mean obviously he's an incredibly nice guy outside Mm -hmm. the game Mm -hmm. I, i do think he came off as being too aggressive not just from a game perspective but from a personality perspective too you know the way he grilled sarah and ben about the idol the way he argued with ben it just seemed to go beyond game now for what it's worth Chrissy did say when she was on the recap podcast that what happened with Adam and Ben happened with her and Ben just a little later in the game where Ben became unbearable in her words. Mm. Uh, So it probably wasn't all Adam, uh, but a combination as you know, like we said, they turned into an old married couple, (laughs) but even without that, the number of times Adam had to apologize as Ben pointed out at tribal council showed that there was a lot going on. I, I don't think people wanted him gone because they didn't like having him around or anything, Mm
1: -hmm. I do
0: think that may have contributed to a lack of trust.
1: Yes, I agree with that sentiment. I do. I do think that Adam kind of just, he was just a bit much, you know, for them at times. And sometimes it's easier to go with the people that are not a bit much, because when you're on an island with nobody else and twenty-four-seven, this is people that you're hanging out with and talking to. If someone is being a bit much about something, it's going to seem that much worse because you're with them all the time. And yeah. so the fact that you've got at that point, <clears throat> there was just the four of them, right? It was Sophie, Sarah, Ben and Adam. That's mm-hmm. four people that that's it for your social circle, you know? And, and that's, that's gotta be trying. I mean, I did that for well, a little think, while. I think everybody
0: can, can uh, understand that right now when you're locked <laughs> in the house with the same <laughs> yes. four people, Yes, you know, this I, I do gr- think, yes. So people
1: can totally understand what it feels like when these are the only individuals that you are communicating with, that you're interacting with for a very long period of time. And there's not even any producers in your house pulling you aside going. So how does this make you feel? You know, asking you questions about it. You could pretend just...
0: you could give confessionals, just, <laughs> you, you know, go off into the bathroom, have a microphone and a recorder there. Yeah. And...
1: See, we are all currently playing Survivor just in our That's own right. homes. Yeah,
0: I'm going mm-hmm. to strangle my kid, you know, at, uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, so you understand so, what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, yes. no, that was that was acting, you know. So, yes, that's but anyway, uh, moving to the sixth rule, it says not to be too much of a threat. And a lot of what we discussed in the second rule can be applied here as well. If he is naming lots of names and causing the chaos storm, he could end up being a threat to just about anyone, including his supposed ally.
1: Right. And Tyson, that was why Tyson ended up focusing on Adam, because he right. saw how quickly Adam got people behind him and how he rallied people. And Tyson was like, no, if, if he's able to do that, then he needs to go home. So clearly he becomes a threat to someone like Tyson and he becomes a threat to someone like Sarah because mm-hmm. he is able to get people behind him quickly. So I do think that he was he was certainly a threat in that regard, because, again, he is not afraid to step up and do the things that other people are a little more hesitant to do. And that's name names and right. try to make things happen. This is a season where people are trying to play back a little bit instead of at the forefront, like Adam was.
0: Yeah, I, I just had to check to make sure I didn't accidentally share my screen with you. Cause it's like you were reading off of my notes, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the part about him being willing to name names when others weren't, uh, you know, uh, the, the stuff about Tyson. I mean, it, it is kind of weird to say that Adam had all the power when, or for Tyson to have said that when we talked about him being on the outs earlier, but as I mentioned in the first rule he he had that ability for what I just coined the term uh instantaneous scheming, and mm-hmm. I, I, you know and I think that's why he had that because people came to him and he said, Yes, I want this person a hundred thousand percent or whatever it was
1: yes, um, oh was aggressive,
0: yes, and you know the problem was that his naming of names got back to those names and they were not happy about it. I mean, Sarah was like, he'll find out what happens when you put my name out there. Mm -hmm. He's going, she was right. Uh, you know, so yeah, that is more threatening from, from that standpoint. And there were other ways that he could be seen as a threat as well. His overall game knowledge, for example, Mm -hmm. who else would have thought that the symbol on Jeff's podium would be an idol. Only someone who had watched International Survivor like that, uh, who knew every in and out of every game move in every season. Mm -hmm. You know, Ben talked about valuing that earlier, but I can certainly see everybody worrying about it as the game went up.
1: Yes. And I will go back to a confessional from years ago with Boston Rob. I, I think it was the second time he played. And one of the reasons why he wanted to vote someone out, was because she said, I've seen him play before and I know how he plays. And he was like, I don't want to be playing with someone who knows how I play this game. Now, clearly, everybody out there has played before and people know the type of games that they play, mm-hmm. but not everybody has studied the way people play this game. And there are people, I mean, do you really think Yule is sitting around like rewatching all of the old episodes? And no, I mean, he's forming, he's paying attention to the Poker Alliance, great, but he's not. He's not studying the games like someone like Adam, who is such a fan and has been watching every season over and over and over again, not just once and really paying attention to how people play this game. So I do think that for sure, people were worried about his knowledge of the game itself, but also his knowledge of how they play the game.
0: Right. Right. All right. Uh, the seventh rule covers idols and advantages and While it may have seemed funny uh, for Adam to try to play Jeff's podium as an immunity idol, uh, (laughs) I say that Adam had to do it. Yes. Like I just mentioned, he had seen international seasons where idols were placed at tribal council. He thought it might be an idol. He knew he could be in trouble. He was in trouble. So he had to go for it. He literally had nothing to lose because at that point, when you have Tony lecturing you on how voting works, you know you're dead. (laughs) No one will answer. Only the crickets are responding to your questions. I
1: know. You know you're
0: dead. So, yes, go for whether or not that's an idol. Try it. Try an effing stick. Try an effing podium. Whatever it is, you know.
1: (laughs) And think about this. If he hadn't, okay, and let's say it was an idol. Mm -hmm. And he didn't try, but he told Michelle about it, right? So he tells Michelle, I think it's an idol. And let's just say, you know, how crazy would it have been if Adam hadn't have gone for it? And then Michelle goes for it later and it turns out to be an idol. I'm sure Adam would have been like, oh, I so I don't blame him one second for trying this or making this attempt because he did know that it was that was it. it's like go big or go home at that point, you know, and you got to You got to go for the Hail Mary pass if you can. And that was it for him. And, and he really tried. And unfortunately, he was wrong. But. Man, it's another one of those. If he had been right, I think everyone's heads would have just exploded because that would have been amazing. It would have been amazing, but unfortunately, no. Yeah.
0: yeah. Now, one thing that is a bit troubling is that, as we already discussed, Adam said the thought that there was an idol at Tribal allowed me to play more aggressively than I should have, and it cost Mm -hmm. me. If indeed that was what drove him to act a certain way, then him thinking it was an idol Was a problem, but Mm -hmm. we've already kind of discarded that earlier, so I'm not I'm not going to worry about it now. I I do want to go back, though, to when Denise found her idol and thought about sharing half of it with Parvati and Adam told her the blunt truth, saying, my God, I think that's a terrible idea. (laughs) I loved it. He was so right. Yes, yes.
1: You now he clearly understands idols and understands how they work and how they can benefit people and I do also want to point something out that I think is hysterical I just noticed this today it cracked me up so on the CBS page when uh, they do their initial like pregame interviews and like mm-hmm. introducing like this person and one of the questions that they asked everyone was do you still watch Survivor and Adam's answer was always And then we get to Jeff Probst at, you know, you know, putting his torch out, snuffing his torch. And Adam says it was worth a shot. And Jeff Probst says always. And I just thought that was great. I'm like, how funny is that? That, His parting words were always. I just thought that that was a fun little snippet to share.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, We can move to Appendix A, which is about the rest of the tribe keeping their end goals in mind when voting. In theory, at this point, they should be voting out the strong threats. And, well, we discussed how Adam could certainly be seen that way, especially by the group of lions who wanted to keep control of the game. The whole situation, I think, goes back to our discussion of certainty versus chaos. It's hard to stay focused on your end goal when you have to dodge and weave through a storm of names flying around. What's the best way to get out of that situation? Remove the cause of the storm. Even for someone like Sophie, who had Adam's loyalty, I think it just became too much.
1: Yes, I agree. I do agree. The one thing that I'm troubled with, though, is Michelle and Nick, because Michelle and Nick are kind of off on their own at this point. I know there was a relationship between Jeremy and Michelle for quite some time that seems to have distanced as the season progresses. But you have two people who are clearly on the outs. Adam is on the outs. Nick and Adam are being told to vote for each other. And I know there's only three of them. So it's not like you can get a majority with three, but those are the people that you should be trying to play with instead of trying to fight against because you're really not benefiting each other at all because Michelle and Nick are still probably going to be targeted because there's only two of them now. And so that's the part that I feel like was interesting about what we saw transpiring is that Nick and Adam weren't trying to join forces. I mean, we did see Nick talking to Michelle. So there seemed to be some interest there in working together. And I don't know if Jeremy was part of that conversation initially, but to me, it just seems like there could have been a different type of rallying going on than what we saw.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I do think both Nick and Michelle are more interested in finding a new home. Mm-hmm. And Michelle, we did see in a lot of conversations and we did hear Jeremy say he wants to he wants to pick up Nick, you know, kind of like he wanted to get rid of Nick to grab Wendell. Well, once Wendell's yeah. gone, he wants to pick up Nick. So we'll talk about that a little bit in the predictions, I think. But <laughs> I see what you're saying. But I think that Nick and Michelle were not. They were not looking to work with Adam. They were looking to find a new home that would yes, be, and- give them more permanent standing.
1: And that's true, because obviously, if Adam's not part of another group, it certainly isn't to Mm -hmm. their benefit. But at the same time, I mean, it's if we and not that we're going to see a Pagong in here, but you know that the three of you are people at the bottom of this large group of people. So I don't know, could have worked. Maybe they could have done something. But again, there was only three of them. Yeah.
0: All right. It's about time to wrap things up. So what are your final thoughts?
1: Oh, Adam, my final thoughts on Adam is that I I feel sad for him that he walked away saying I made one too many mistakes because I do think that Adam was so much fun to watch this season because he was willing to fight. He was willing to do crazy things that were totally unexpected that caught everybody off guard because he was playing this game from the very beginning. And so I have a lot of respect for him. That he went into it with a willingness and not a hesitancy, because I do think that this is the type of game that if you don't go for it, then you're going to end up picking yourself later because you didn't try. And we've seen that with Adam previously, Millennials versus Gen X. He was always willing to try. I think this season he was a little more on blast because I think he was the one trying harder than most. And so I do give him a lot of props for that. I think that Adam potentially came into this game kind of playing up that idea of him because he did know that people would be aware of who he was and he did say in one of his pregame interviews that this time around I can't hide how big of a fan I am. I can have fun with that and subtly play into the larger egos especially since my life is far less serious and scary than it was last time. My sense is I may come into this game generally underestimated with at least some people believing that my win was uh And my social game was choppy. I want them to underestimate me and he wants to win. So I do think that that was his goal coming into it. But unfortunately, that's not the Adam we ended up seeing. I think that Adam fell into the I need to prove that my win was not a fluke and that I can win this game and that I can play with the best of them. And so I'm going to come and I'm going to play hard and I'm going to play harder than I probably should right out the gate which unfortunately for Adam put him in a very bad situation right from the start. Even though he tried to form relationships and trying to form bonds, we talked about how he didn't create that loyalty that he needed to get himself further in this game. We see a lot of kind of small groups forming, people that are very loyal to each other, silently loyal to each other, whereas Adam was kind of putting everything out there for people to know and really wanted people to see his game. Well, we certainly saw it this time. We certainly saw his game. We saw everything he was trying. And I really do want to give him a lot of props for trying, but he overextended himself. And I think he put too much faith in this idea that he could play aggressively and that that would be respected as opposed to it would be feared and seen as a threat to other people's games. And unfortunately, I think that is why Adam lost.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, Adam, Adam's a great guy and I had a fun time watching him. I, I think Adam wanted to go out there, have fun and game like crazy that's why we saw him getting upset with people who tried to stand in the way of gaming. Like when Rob told everyone to dump their bags at tribal council and he was like, Oh, come on. What's the big deal. Idols are a part of the game. Can't we just play the game? Uh, You know, and, and there were other times when people were trying to block the fun and he was similarly just saying it's part of the game. But while it is a game, it's a $2 million game. And most people didn't enter it with the same Enthusiasm for fun in mind, as he did, I would love to watch him play again, and I think he would learn some lessons that are not too dissimilar to the ones Tony learned after playing in game changers. Adam was playing hard right out of the gate, and in the second rule, we talked about the number of times he pushed too hard. He was on people 's radar early, and he never really gave him a chance to gave himself a chance to fall off of it, even when other people worked with him. He kept doing things that put his head right back on the chopping block, whether it was telling Ethan and Rob about the Parvati plan or mentioning Ben's name after Ben had been defending him. Adam said that when he was voted out, quote, I made one too many mistakes. And there's no doubt Adam knew what he was talking about. He recognized those mistakes. He knew when he, quote, did everything that you're not supposed to do in Survivor, when he was, quote, castrated in front of everybody. And of course. When he pooped his pants, he survived through each of these situations, but he finally ran out of time. And the other players finally ran out of patience. As I mentioned earlier, I don't think people wanted to vote for him because they disliked him or for any personal reasons like that. They just couldn't trust him and they couldn't keep putting themselves through the chaos storms that he was helping to create. And that is why Adam lost.
1: That's sad yes i will I'll throw this in here. My daughter ended up not watching the whole episode, and I told her she was off
0: in the corner crying <laughs> oh, no go ahead Sorry.
1: she's she just can't bring herself to watch now that I'm not on. It's really quite funny, mm-hmm. but um, I did tell her that Adam got voted out, and I saw she was going she was like. <gasps> She was, I thought she was going to cry. So that's how much Adam means to all of us. So, yes, even yes. though she's not even watching as much this season, she still was really, really rooting for him. So that made Now us she's, done, really
0: watching sad. For the, she's <laughs> know, done watching she's, for the whole season, isn't she's she? She's
1: totally done. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: so, uh, by the way, if anyone saw me doing strange things here, my mouse battery decided to die right in the middle of this podcast. So, so luckily, now. I have a touch screen and can still move things around because, um, anyway. Uh, before we get to our predictions I want to remind everyone that the rules we just discussed are now available in both poster and t-shirt form t-shirt form (laughs) Uh, for the shirt go to robhazwebsite.com or robhazapodcast.com and click on the merch link and then sort and see newer items first for the poster go to tinyurl.com slash davidrulesposter2 and remember that we'll be donating uh, a portion of each poster sale
1: Yes, they're $20, so it's a great cause, and it's a great poster, as I said. So get them both. Wear it on yourself and hang it in your room, and you'll be good to go.
0: That's right. Prediction time. Now, Mm -hmm. I told you that we talk a little bit about Nick and Michelle here, and at least Nick, I think, really, because he's had his name come up before both of the last two votes. Mm -hmm. That's not a good sign. Uh, He got to the point of feeling comfortable in this tribal council and I know that we saw a couple scenes of him talking about taking control, but I don't feel like he actually has that control.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What he does have, though, is Jeremy. And like I said, Jeremy seemingly wants to bring him on board as an ally. That may keep him safe, although it you know, didn't help Wendell. Um, so then, if it's not Nick, what about Sarah? Her name came up last week. But she definitely has a solid group of allies around her, including Tony, Sophie, and Ben. So I think she'll be fine. Which brings me to another name that was floated this week. And that's Tyson. I think he's done a good job to stay out of the line of fire. I'm afraid it may come to an end. I'm sad to say it, but I'm going to predict that Tyson goes back to the edge this week.
1: Oh, no! Oh, see, my predictions kind of fell on three different people and Tyson was one of those three. And I'll explain my, my thoughts on what I think might transpire because we did see some discussion, uh, in the preview about Jeremy. Somebody threw Jeremy's name out and Jeremy does have the leave the tribal council. And then he's got mm. that advantage, which I yes. think can only be used one, like this is it. Like next tribal council is the last time he can use it. I'm pretty oh, is
0: sure. it? I've lost track.
1: I think when it gets to 10. So, he has. So, if he wants to use it, he's got to leave tribal council. So, I was thinking to myself as I was working through my predictions, which I'm always bad at, wouldn't it be interesting if Jeremy finds out that his <coughs> name is being floated out there and that he kind of lets it float out there because, well, I'm just going to leave tribal council. So, that would be really incredible if Jeremy was like, all right, cool. If they all want to target me, I'll throw a name out there to maybe somebody else, but then I'm going to leave tribal council, which is then going to cause, if Jeremy was the person they were voting for, a live tribal, which would be incredible because how much fun would it be to see someone just leave tribal? Like, all right, I'm out. I got this advantage. Good luck and leave. But if he does that, obviously, then his vote doesn't count anymore because it doesn't get to vote. And That's then right, you've because
0: got, it's safety without power.
1: Right. So then you have this strange... Um, Let's flip a coin and see what happens, yeah. right? So then you've got Ben and Tony and Tyson, who are kind of his other... those that, that group of four, Ben, Jeremy, Tony, Tyson, are all kind of hanging out together because I feel like they're going to protect each other. Then you've got Sophie, Sarah, Denise, and Kim, who are all kind of floating around each other as well. And then Michelle and Nick over on the side. If Jeremy's trying to pull in Nick, maybe he gives Nick a name if he ends up leaving Travel Council. But I feel like you have a group that are not going to be broken up if Jeremy walks out the door. So that kind of leaves Ben and Tony and Tyson kind of on their own. And I feel like if that happens, if Jeremy leaves, then, yeah, I mean, would the easy thing to do is like all agree and vote out Nick because we all thought Nick should go home. But if Nick is actually safe with Jeremy, maybe they're going to be talking about a name. I don't know. The only person who I could not really find a solid like connection with even though there's a relationship there, is Ben. I feel like Ben doesn't really have someone who's necessarily going to go to bat for him. I do think that Kim and Tyson are still looking out for each other because I do think there's a a history there. And I know that, you know, you've got Sarah and Tony that are kind of looking at each other. Sophie and Ben have this relationship, but I don't think it's as close. Um, Ben and Sarah allegedly have this relationship, But I just, I don't know, I feel like Ben is another one of those people like Adam, where we saw a lot of Ben this last episode, where there was a lot of chaos kind of surrounding Ben as well. We saw him break up with Adam. There was a lot of things said about Ben. And I just feel like Ben could be another one of those people that ends up going home for not necessarily, you know, that he won't necessarily be targeted, but he's kind of like the fall guy, if that makes sense. That was kind of where my my brain ended up going through all of that. So I, I'm gonna go with Ben, but Tyson and
0: okay. Tony were there. All right, all right. We will see, and we'll probably both be wrong. Yes. it will probably you know be Nick or something, just because it you know that's the easy one. Yeah, and why the hell how how right? Because right.
1: <laughs> so. we didn't pick him.
0: <laughs> right. All right. As we wrap up, I want to encourage people to check out the RHAP RHAP Patron Program at website dot com slash patron. Uh, mentioned earlier that Rob has announced. For every patron who joins now, he is donating their April subscription to the organization uh, that we discussed provides personal protective equipment for doctors and nurses. And he is matching that donation. I believe he made his first week of April donation already. And it was from everybody combined over $5,000. It's
1: incredible. Uh,
0: So if anyone who's been thinking about joining now is definitely the time. Uh, Once you join, You'll see that Rob does at least nine patron only call in shows a month, plus a weekly Q&A show with Nicole. Uh, Additionally, several shows, several podcasts have been live streaming to the patrons. Uh, Plus, there are discounts and first access to live show tickets once we get out. Um, (laughs) And uh, in the meantime, there are the Facebook groups to keep you occupied while you're stuck in uh, with this great community of, of people, including both of us. Uh, you can talk about uh, Survivor, Big Brother, life in general. Probably won't be much Big Brother to talk about in the near future, mm-hmm. but you know, when it does come on, probably next fall, wouldn't surprise me if Big Brother is on. Um, but anyway, remember to go to robhaswebsitecom slash patron, and once you get to the Facebook groups, make sure to say hello.
1: Yes, and I did actually. I've been jumping in a little bit more. I promised I would. And it really is a wonderful group of people. It's so much fun to read people's comments because a lot of times I'm reading them, going, yes, that's yes. And then you get to like everything too. So, that's it. Yes. but, um, but wait, it you is haven't a, been
0: liking anything I wrote.
1: Wait, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I missed that one. <laughs> okay. No, I will say it. It is a wonderful group of people who clearly love Survivor. They love the podcasts that are being put out. And so if you really want to have a group of people who are as invested as you are in these programs, then this is the group of people you want to join because they really do love it. And uh, and they're just wonderful. And I just I really, really appreciate so many of them. So, yes, you should join. And then also, if you would like to say hi to myself or David on Twitter, I am at Jessica Lewis 89 and he is at David Bloomberg. You should follow us both. We do live tweet every Wednesday during the episodes. We also comment throughout the week. And uh, just a lot of fun discussions going on. David loves to post pictures of himself, so you should check those out. <laughs> so it's at. Jessica I will. Lewis. I will look
0: up. I will look up and post the picture that I couldn't find that I was going to show on screen. Uh, you know that. So uh, and if you Perfect. can look up, do you do you think you can look up and find the one where you? Uh,
1: I'll have to where... see. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see if my husband. If if I could just be on Adam's phone, I know I saw it. So, but I will ah. definitely see if we can work on that. But uh, we're gonna probably see if on we can find Adam's that.
0: phone with him. I know. And he's
1: got like a big X like through my face. Yeah. Yeah, We're going to, we're going to find that, but yeah. So at Jessica 89 or at David Bloomberg.
0: Right. Um, Yeah. And so now we need a hashtag. And one thing that kept coming up this episode was chaos storm. Mm, uh Um, And I I think it uh, applies pretty well here, unless you have a better one.
1: Podium idol.
0: (laughs) Podium idol. I feel like that's already out there. It probably, probably is.
1: I'm sure it is. Yeah, now, we can do Chaos Storm. We can do Chaos So, Storm. Chaos
0: Storm. So, that's uh, two, two S's in there. Chaos Storm. Yes.
1: Uh, of course,
0: there's the hashtag for the podcast overall, YXLost. And make sure you're subscribed to all of the RHAP Survivor Podcasts at com slash survivor or on your favorite podcatcher. We're also on the reality TV RHAP up speed. In both places, you can find great content like the know Dolls, the Wiggle Room, B&B, This Week in Survivor, and much more. Uh, So, so yeah, make sure you're subscribed.
1: And we want to thank everyone for listening. We also want to thank Scott St. Pierre, who does all of the editing on both now audio and video. So there's extra work for him to do. So thank you, Scott St. Pierre, for everything you do for this podcast. And also thanks for Will from America, who did the theme song, which you only hear on the audio version. But you got to hear David Bloomberg sing today, so everybody is fine. <laughs> you had a little bit of both today, or, so. <laughs> or
0: or they're washing their ears out. You know, you, you know. grabbed
1: the mic too, so it was an aggressive move. That was an Adam yes. Klein kind of move. So I love it. I appreciate it. So thank you to both Scott and Will for all of the work that you do, and thank you David for another great week and doing yes. a video podcast again. This is quite fun. So yeah, good times. All right. Quarantine. Well, thank
0: you. Yes. Yes. Thank you, uh, Jessica, for you know, pushing through and discussing, uh, you know, your friend Adam here. And, uh, I know it's a, an interesting situation when you have to do something like that. So, uh, thanks to you. I I think, you know, that we, uh, we, we did a good job here. Go team. Uh,
1: no, this uh, has definitely been an experience. I, I, it's hard talking about people that I obviously know and it's hard talking about people that I come to know. Like I, I meet them at, at functions and see them and uh you're always kind of like going, mm, did I say something about them that upset them? Or, you know, and it's and none of this is personal. This is all just game. And listen, I people can talk smack about my game too so go ahead you know what i mean it's just one of those things this is what happens and so yeah. i it's hard to talk about adam but at the same time i have a lot of respect for the guy and you can't say that he didn't go down without a fight so kudos to him for trying for sure
0: yeah all right well we will see everybody again next week bye bye if you lost survivor and you're feeling down david and jessica will turn it around They'll break down
1: the rules and they'll show you how You played yourself and got voted out This is why Blank lost and This is why Blank lost Ooh, Baby, this is why Blank lost